All right, enough bullshit. Never enough, but always too much. You said it. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Z None. My name is Brandon, and I am the official dog walker of the royal family of Costa Luna. Me llamo James. Yo soy la princesa de perros. Ah, uh, my name's Brennan, and I love Costa Luna mucho. <laughs> Yo soy Ryan, y no puedo hablar español. Oh, you did it pretty well there. No. James, did you say that you're the princess of dogs? Of farts. Oh, oh, farts. Okay, like butts. Like that pero. Pero, pero with one R. Uh, uh, but, uh, no, pero, pero in Spanish is wind. Pedo. It's a slang for a fart. Pedo. Wow. P-E-D-O. Pedo. Oh, pedo. Oh, like, why did you just say you're the king of pedos? Yo, okay. yo soy yeah. el rey de pedo. El rey de pedo. I am the el king. de los pedos. I am the king of pedo. Hmm. I always knew you'd make us proud one day, James. All right, here we Thank are. You. Another decom. Another ah. day, another decom. Yeah, truly. It does kind of feel like we take a little while in between all of these, but it does sometimes feel like not even a day has passed since we just talked about the last one, and already we've got another on our plate. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan with the Daily Decom Challenge. If you can somehow prove to us that you listen to one of these podcasts every single day from start to end, you'll get something. Yeah. You don't even have to prove. We have the data. Like, it's it's somewhere. So I'll find that data. And if, if you're out there, we'll, we'll, we'll find you. This is a podcast where we watch Disney Channel original movies, and today was no exception. We did Princess Protection Program, the 2009 DCOM, uh, arguably with the strongest, like, two leading ladies of any of these movies, uh, two people who are still very famous today. You got uh, Selena Gomez. Um, and Demi Lovato, both of whom have incredibly successful musical careers, um, both of whom are still in the public eye. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just very cool that both of them were the stars of this not cool movie. But <laughs> before we get into that, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why? Drinks. Drinks. Oh. We got drinks. Look. James is our mixologist. He made a really good drink. James, hit us. Well, this drink is the official drink of Puerto Rico, uh, which is where this movie was filmed, a.k.a. Costa Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a pina colada. Who doesn't like a pina colada? We've never made one. Um, wow. So, wow. Uh, yeah. 72 episodes, and this is our first pina colada. Yeah, they're way simpler than I thought they were. Um so pretty basic pina colada is two ounces of light rum, a.k.a. not anything that's, like, brown, uh, two ounces of pineapple juice, ounce and a half of coconut cream. Um, it's pretty easy to find, but it comes in a can. Uh, squeeze a lime, and then garnish your glass with a slice of pineapple and, of course, a maraschino cherry, uh, our favorite. Arthur um, Mandela, Arthur, Arthur Mandela, Mandela, king of the podcast, Arthur, Arthur Mandela. <laughs> Um, 
Uh, to make it all, you shake it in a shaker with ice for 30 seconds if you're going to do a non-frozen one. If you're going to do a frozen one, uh, this is pretty fun and cool. You basically just freeze chunks of pineapple instead of using oh. ice, and that becomes your frozen slushy thing. Oh. They work awesome. Ooh. Wow. And throw that in the blender with the coconut cream, rum, and a little bit of lime, and you are all set, ready to go. What, uh, and obviously, if you want to do it non-alcoholic, just leave the rum out. It'll still be delicious. What's that quote from Uncut Gems where he's expressing his um, satisfaction over something? That's how I feel right now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, come now. Oh, that's history. Come. Come. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel listening to you talk about this drink. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. Um, we don't ha- we don't have it this time because we're all recording remotely. But uh, if you want to make this drink and enjoy it wherever you are, you can because uh, you're going to find that recipe on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Uh, usually goes up a couple days after the episode. Check it out. Make that drink. Send it. Send us pictures. Show us that you made it. Show us that you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, don't show us that. Don't tell us. We 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 only want positive feedback. We can't handle rejection. Uh, I got another non-alcoholic substitution. If you don't have some of those ingredients on hand, just replace everything with water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's, too. It's a pina colada, it, but it's... Except the maraschino cherry. Right. You, That's, you, you it need the maraschino cherry, yeah. <laughs> Arthur Mundo Water and maraschino cherry. <laughs> died by a gun in the bathroom at work. Who's going to explain the plot to this movie? Who's um, going to I'm nominating James. Go ahead. So... Uh, Demi Lovato is Princess Rosalina. She is in Costa Luna, which is being hostily taken over by Costa Estrella. Love a good coup. Um, she has to flee. Uh, she's taken by the major, who is an undercover dad uh, yeah. of Selena Gomez, to Louisiana. They have to then attend high school and keep Rosalina, who's now Rosie, uh, keep her identity a secret. And... Do they get along, guys? I don't know. Oh, I, I bet it's uh, I bet it's a rivalry that blossoms into a friendship. That so, would be unique for once. <laughs> um, so I gotta say, the first ten minutes of this movie gave me really high hopes. Uh, first of all, it, it is this filmed in Louisiana at all? It says it was shot on location in Puerto Rico, but like. I'm fully convinced that the bayou was like Louisiana or even Florida. I, I don't I know. Don't know. So too. I didn't see anything in the credits about that, but like seeing that it wasn't the same, like, you know, cookie cutter, green grass, suburban Utah or California nonsense. Like it, I, I, I did, you know, I did go into this with, you know, some hope that it would at least be more interesting based on the setting. And then what can be cooler then starting a decom with political turmoil. Uh, starting a decom with a terrorist attack on American soil. Well, there's only one, and it's not at the beginning, unfortunately. But you, you said what could be cooler, not not what has happened. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, fair. Okay, that, good that point. That could be fair cooler. Enough. Fair enough. Okay, can't can't argue with you there. <laughs> um, uh, also, starting a decom with Morpheus. Would be cool. Oh yeah, Wh- which Morpheus? Like Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus or this new guy? Um, uh, Keanu Reeves as Morpheus. Wait, wait, Whoa. wait, 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 guys. Who you am mean, I? He's the new Morpheus. Who am I? Morpheus. 
your Morpheus. Yeah, that Morpheus <laughs> always answers the phone by saying his own name as a question. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Cat <laughs> It's the smell. Okay. Um, so I don't remember anything about the exposition for Selena Gomez, but I do remember a lot about the exposition for uh, Rosalinda. I uh, remember about the exposition for um, Bait Girl. Oh, okay. Is it worth getting into? Mm. No. Okay. She's she's Bait Girl. She smells like bait all the time. Um, There's she, a hot guy she likes, yeah, but right. hot guy likes hot girl. Right. She's not popular. Um, nobody knows what... She knows what her dad does, but nobody else knows what her dad does. And, oh, and what does her dad do? Bait guy. No, he. That's not what he does. Her dad literally rescues princesses. Like he has the same job that Link has in the Legend of Zelda <laughs> series. He rescues princesses. Seriously, she says that later in the movie. She's like, "Yeah, my dad spends all his time rescuing princesses." It still makes it home in time for dinner. It still makes it home in time to serve me pizza for dinner four nights a week. So yes, he is a major. Um, and he's also major hottie mm, zaddy (laughs) and he flies to Costa Luna uh, to uh, offer their America's it's not really America it's an international organization he's a mercenary their services to the royal family of Costa Luna in case anything bad were to happen and guess what it does hola yo soy con Blackwater y (laughs) yo estoy aquí para ayudar (laughs) wow (laughs) For, I'm here for to help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, uh, General Kane is the, uh, the the leader of what's the other place called? Es- Estrella. It's some some other so Cos- the the Costa neighboring Estrella. Costa Costa Estrella. Yeah, the neighboring isle. The the, the Moon Coast and the Star Coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. real original guys. Mm. And, you think uh, they get along? <laughs> And they he, have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. They can share a sky, but not the coast. Como se dice, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. <laughs> so um, General Kane stages a coup. He, he uh, comes to the, the, I guess, the royal uh, ascension, whatever you would call it. She's becoming the queen. It's like her, it's like her quinceanera. And um, he throws a saber at the crown um, pretty close to her head. Mm-hmm. That was one, maybe the nearest we've, one of the nearest we've seen to a murder in one of these movies. <laughs> and um, they, take it, they take over uh, Costa Luna. Now, it's worth noting that this takeover is, it, it's successful in nature, but abysmal in design. So... They, the enemy forces managed to capture all of like the servants and all of the, the, the employees of the royal family, but the queen and the princess just walk out. They like, there's like a light jog, yeah. but they do just walk out. Right. You- also, I can't go any further without saying that Costa Luna is clearly a, you know, um, Hispanic, uh, Caribbean-ish, Caribbean island. And uh, the royal family are the only ones that have American accents. Yes. 
Yeah, no one even has a cute Louisiana accent in this. Right. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was severely lacking, the lack of uh, Cajun spice, if yeah. you will. This movie really <laughs> needs someone with like a, a real snaggletooth Louisiana Bayou accent. I can't do it, and uh, I, I do not want to offend all of hey, our Louisiana listeners hey, by brother, trying. Hey, brother, down here, hey, man, we don't talk like the guy from King of the Hill. Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of like Boomhauer, if, if Boomhauer was uh, just, you know... in. Just on math, well, I guess. Texas does border Louisiana, so mm-hmm. oh yeah, it would make yeah. sense that uh, Louisiana, a Cajun, would end up in Arlen. That's a good point. Um, actually, can I also uh, Bill Dotrieve is the one that's from Louisiana of the Louisiana Dotrieves. So. Mm, mm-hmm. Louisiana fast, <laughs> Louisiana fast. Uh, can I say that the coup is also ridiculous in the fact that it's really very nonviolent? Like, right. All we see is the no sword, the sword throwing. Yeah, I mean. There's usually a little bit of bloodshed in these in some form or another. Like somebody gets pushed down the stairs or like, you know, someone ends up hospitalized. Like it was the least violent coup probably ever. Well, they flew out uh, Demi Lovato, the princess. They flew her out on a helicopter. And I wrote down that if this were a real movie, as Demi Lovato looked down at her mother left behind on the rooftop, she would see her get shot in the back of the head. Mm. Yeah, or a surface-to-air missile would be following the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not a real movie. It's a decom. So she just looks down at her mom, and then the general walks up and says, you live here now, and I'm the king, and you, that's you, it. You are now my wife. My what wife. If, what if, though, in this society, they all only use swords so like as the helicopter was flying away they're all just throwing swords at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be good general our swords are def- are useless <laughs> throw them harder general our sword stash is depleted well go get more jump into the ocean and find them danny and then throw them again danny did you leave the box of swords in the van ah oh, crap sorry general That's why yeah. you gotta have a sword on a string. Mm, uh, smart, like a yo-yo. Like a yo-yo sword. Oh, I mean, yeah, but then or you pull the yo-yo your, back and the blade your just sword, goes into your head. Bend your sword oh. into the shape of yeah. a boomerang. Yeah, okay, now we're talking. Yeah, how come nobody's ever thought of this before? Brennan, that's a million dollar idea. I should start coups. Yeah. You should email <laughs> owner at swords.com and... <laughs> See if they like your idea. Ooh, is that a domain name that we've looked at before? Swords.com. Swords.com. It's uh the, the subject is just boomerang question mark. <laughs> and then the body of the email just says, okay. Thoughts? The the, su- the subject is idea question mark. Yeah. But I don't know if you'll get far because swords.com is just a link to buying silver and gold, US mint uh. online store, or where to buy gold and silver. So wait, so so it's a it's it's an unclaimed domain. Like some squat somebody's squatting on it, basically. It's, it's what you need when you need it. Right. Okay. So for, for listeners who aren't aware, um trying to buy random domain names is an incredible thing to just look up. Um one time we tried to to buy reggae.com <laughs> which doesn't exist and uh James how much was the cost for that again I got to look through my emails I it I think he wanted $200,000 Oh my god oh, that's actually that's that might even be selling it short I guess. Yeah Yeah uh, that's uh, 
just just because you know back in like the dot com boom a bunch of a bunch of nerds just bought all of them and have just been sitting on them forever i mean if someone like you know matthew mcconaughey had a brief idea to run for texas governor so then a bunch of people bought like mcconaughey 2026 and yeah mcconaughey McConaughey for for texas and like all i can't even believe it's legal i know right Uh it was it, it was actually three hundred and thirty thousand. Three hundred and thirty thousand dollars for reggae.com. But we reggae.com. We should call him at five six one eight nine eight twenty one ninety four and see if we can talk him down. Yeah. Well he did email us back like, you know, three times, I think, saying like, Hey, still oh. available, still three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, he, he was he pursued that one. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't negotiate at all. Just just said, hey, it's still three hundred thirty thousand dollars. So I'm gonna call five six one eight nine eight twenty one ninety four and see if it's still three hundred thirty thousand dollars. Yes, let's do it, everyone. We'll have a bonus episode. Where we <laughs> call the squatter of reggae.com. Hey, do you guys think costaluna.com is a website? Oh my god, I just typed <sighs> costaluna in, and the first search option is costaluna real. Ah. Uh. Coastal Luna Tourism. Who's no, the- but the domain name is for sale. Oh, this one is just two thousand dollars. That's no, it's a wow. steal. We yeah. should buy it and set up a fake Coastal Luna Tourism website. Oh Where you can like- ride the iron ore. Yeah, the iron ore train of Coastal Luna. And you can tour the castle, and you can meet Danny Dovato, <laughs> and you can. You could stage a coup. Yeah, you can stage a coup. It's part of the tourist. <laughs> it's package. a tourist trap. Yeah. All right, so you can use boomerang swords and stage your own coup. This place has more the- culture than like my hometown. And yeah, no it's not shit. Real. Yeah, because you live in America. Yeah, specifically Long culture. Island. Mm. No culture. None. Um, anyway, um, the ma- major dad brings Demi Lovato into the princess protection program, the titular service, which is like kind of like spy kids, but boring. Um, it's like if spy kids was in a mall that was on an atoll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good. I was going to say that it's, that it's like if spy kids were just like uh, a Barbie flash game. That's good too. Like it's just vaguely pink and white and there's just, some people walking around trying to look big. Like, the way that they try to make this place look hustle hustle and bustle is they have, like, a dozen, you know, extras just walking back and forth, and there are two, like, high-top tables, each with one laptop on them. And that that's that's busy. That's, like, you know, uh, a top-secret uh, government organization. And I should mention that they also have princesses there who they're um, dressing up for their undercover missions, and... It, it really hits home that it looks like a mall because there's like racks of shoes and they're, um, mm-hmm. you know, tr- dressing these these young ladies. Yeah. First yeah, priority really, is a makeover. We caught, them in, uh, we caught them in high tide season. I mean, there was a lot of activity going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of global turmoil. Came in. Mm-hmm. But think- also, um, they make her over. And like the goal is that she's got to look like somebody different. And... I don't know. She looked exactly the same. I don't even think they changed her hair. No. What did her hair look like before? Did they just give no, her it, bangs? It was like 40. It was 40. It was four inches longer before. Ah, okay. It was, so it was they, not a change. A little off the top. They gave her layers. Just a little off. There you go. 
Yeah, um, I I would not say that she looked more American after the makeover. Um, But their big plan is to have her live with the the government with the major with the military guy and his daughter and have her go to school now i'm i've never been in a witness protection program at least that's what i want you to think but there i don't think you would send them to work with somebody who like can you could feasibly draw a connection back to like the military and to you know with any sort of good recon you know, t- tie him back to this secret organization. Having her live there, first of all, is a big problem. And then having her go to school, well, the way that they say it is just, you know, you're 16, you have to go to school. Uh, right, and then uh, jumping ahead a little bit, she also has the same freedom that, what's the... what's the, um, Carter. Carter, yeah. Like, these two young women have the same exact freedoms. Like you can go to the dance, like you can go hang out with friends. And you know, if you were in the witness protection program and people were ostensibly searching for you, I would think that you'd be under sort of a a tighter scrutiny by your host. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me though. Yeah. Major dad doesn't really seem to mind at all. No, he's pretty chill about it. Go, go have fun girls. Yeah. Hey, we haven't done this in a little while. Um, Can we do a decom dad hour? Sure. No. Oh, God, you really don't want to do it. I don't care. I already said it. It's happening. Give the people what they want. The people is me. Uh, Let's let's rate this dad. I think there's only one dad in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. We have no indication that General Kane is a dad. Uh, General Kane is his name? He's General, right? He's General Kane. I, did, sure I didn't pay attention. I just kept calling him El Generalissimo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basi- basically just Alec Baldwin's 30 Rock character. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, you know what? I bet he also loves grandmothers, abuelas, yeah. and you know, <laughs> reads them stories and helps them clip coupons. I bet he also shot 42-year-old cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Do you just have all of these in your dome? You're not reading anything. <laughs> wow. What, what can I say? Um, I think that this dad is a little above average. Um, cool job, I guess. Um, but poor at not a good, not very good at executing it. And the fact that his daughter could um, keep better track of this, you know, person in witness protection program than. He can. Not a great sign. Give him a give him a B minus. I've been ranking these dads on the uh, progress report system of uh, pass or fail, and uh, I, this dad gets a pass. Um, you know, I agree with all the stuff that Brandon said, but uh, you know, hunky dad, cool dad, uh, good at his job, uh, tries. You know, uh, he gets an A for effort. That's fair. Mm, I don't know. He's really bad at his job. And he's obviously hurting about something, probably non-existent Selena Gomez's mom. Yeah. But we never get into it. He's a a man who who can't address his feelings. (laughs) And how can you raise anyone in this cruel, hard world when you can't even look in the mirror? 
Mm. He gets a C. He gets a C. Damn. <laughs> Harsh but fair. I'm, I'm a little more sympathetic to this dad. He's, he's doing what he can. Also, now that I say it out loud, his cover for being a major in this princess protection program is to run a bait shop. So, yeah. on that alone, not the best judgment. I'm right with you guys. I'll give him a C plus. Yeah, this is a middle of the road dad. Yeah, very average dad. Yeah. Also, I I wouldn't call myself pro military by any means of the word, but uh, he he's working in plain clothes a lot. Like he's just walking around in a t shirt and jeans. Like objectively. The uniform is more interesting than just, you know, wearing his neutral tones as he's meant to be, you know, on duty. I think, I, you also, know, he, sh- he, should, he, should, he should put on the hat. He should put on the clothes. He should, he should look better. Yeah. Well, he had the clothes on in Costa Luna. Yeah, once. Once. How are he, you supposed to trust this guy when he's just walking around like he's in a Gap catalog? If he's a major and he's still doing assignments like this, he is, see, he did something to almost get dishonorably discharged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on the cusp. Definitely. Yeah. Well, speaking of guys in this movie, should we talk about the, the main celebrity? Uh, the elephant in the room. The and elephant? I mean that because he's really, really big. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, it. He's Nicholas Braun, cousin Greg from TV's Succession. I feel like I'm watching Succession right now as we have this movie on the screen, uh, just because he's very tall. Hey, Carter. Uh, just want to know if I could film you with my uh, camera. That's my Nicholas Braun impression. That's my cousin Greg impression. It's pretty That's good. pretty good. Yeah. S- speaking of Succession characters in places where they're not supposed to be, or actors, I mean, not characters... Have you guys seen the Brian Cox McDonald's commercials? Oh, man. No. no. Yes. Uh. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you want a McDouble? Fuck off. You can tell it's him immediately from him from his ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Get, get it your fucking self. That's what <laughs> the kids are really after. They just it, want, they want the McDonald's spot. That's it's just his voice, end. right? <laughs> I, I think I have seen it. Yeah, it's just yeah. his voice. I uh, briefly worked in TV production back in like 2014, 2015. And uh, I worked on a show with, that starred Brian Cox for a few months. And as you know, he's, you know, what, in his, in his late 60s, early 70s or whatever, he's been acting for probably 50 plus years. And the entire time I got the feeling that he knew he was so much better than whatever it was he was doing. It was the slap. And yes, uh, everybody on that show was probably better than uh, that show. Um, and they knew it. But uh, then I guess just a few short years later, he uh, finally got his first, what did he get? He got an Emmy for Succession. He got, I think, a Golden Globe maybe as well. Um, he finally got the recognition that he deserved. Um, but it was pretty funny to see him right before that. Just like, you know, doing just another gig knowing he's not going to get any recognition and putting up with a bunch of bullshit. So, uh, Brian, happy for you. Real happy for you, Brian guy. Yeah. And now it's Nicholas Braun's turn. 
Nicholas Braun <laughs> is going to win all the awards. They're going to look back at Prince's Protection Program, and they're going to say, you know what? We're going to retroactively award him an Oscar for this. Not an Emmy, not a Golden Globe, an Oscar. Uh, well, hey there, uh, Grandpapa. Uh, just wondering, you know, if maybe you could uh, write me back any of your old will. <laughs> Here's my question about his character in this movie. His yeah, what is, is why? Ken. Why is yeah. he there? Why is he there? But also, how is he so sure that Selena Gomez, before this movie, a nobody, is going to be one of the top three nominees for this homecoming queen thing? Because like, he, he, has, he seems to know that immediately. He likes her, and it doesn't go anywhere, but I think he likes her. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's very cutesy. Uh, you know, just a, a, a childhood f- crush, but um, maybe it just doesn't go anywhere because there's like an 18 inch height difference huh. between the two of them, <laughs> and they didn't know how to film that. <laughs> he's uh, he's into um, picking the the long odds. You know, if if uh, she's got a. a one to 60 chance of winning, he's willing to hedge his bets on that. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah. do we ever understand why he also has the camcorder everywhere? Because it's fun. That because comes in, in no way. Like, he doesn't catch anyone in anything. Like, I thought that was going to be a plot. He just. Oh, I'm, oh are, are, are you constantly. expecting a Chekhov's gun? In one of these movies? Excuse me, James. Do you think there's any reason for any of the props in these movies other than that it's what they had available? Uh, um, nope, you're right. It, here, here's what happens. Here's what happens. The props department opens up a magical door at Buena Vista Studios, and inside of that door is just a, a sushi conveyor belt. And they don't see the beginning, they don't see the end, all they see is that a series of like 20 objects that just comes out from behind the wall and they grab whatever they can and that's it and that's what they're using for the movie okay guys we got a uh we got a potted plant uh we got a lucky cat (laughs) we got a, a jar of worms we got a camcorder all right grab that uh next next is a uh one shoe okay okay we'll work with it all right, all right. Go, grab a couple more things. Yeah, okay. We're we're going to make this work. We got no, a movie we're, here. We're, we're pretty set here. And then they write the movie. They, this is the first thing that happens. They make the movie around these these assortments of, of props right. that they find and in what, this sushi conveyor belt. What room. usually happens is that they will write something in, and then they'll cut it out for time. So I'm guessing that... <laughs> I'm Based on nothing here, I'm guessing that's what happened. Yeah. There was a further plot with the camcorder that they cut out for time yeah can't have a movie going over 90 minutes oh, heaven forbid not in the decom universe baby yeah um i'd like to talk about the other um big name in this movie mm-hmm. uh, and that's jeff garland oh yeah what yeah Wait, hold yeah on. no no no. what if you if you rewind you will see uh nicholas braun handing Jeff Garland bowling shoes in the first scene at the bowling alley. <laughs> I shit you not. 
And I only what? know this because I looked at IMDb. No. But apparently he's uncredited. No yeah, way. It's Jeff Garland. What? Yeah. You're hey, kidding. No. This is bullshit. And, and we usually watch these movies um, as we're recording the podcast here. And I only noticed him clearly the second time because the first time I knew to look for him and I was looking for him. And no. And I didn't see him. And then the second time I saw him and the third time I sure as fuck saw him. You mean the, the guy with the short hair? That's Jeff Garland, baby. That's not Jeff Garland. That's, That's Jeff not Garland. Jeff Garland at all. That's Jeff Garland. Like him. That is Jeff Garland. That is not Jeff Garland. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see what it says. I see no, that on IMDb. Not. He's listed uncredited as bowling alley guy. No, no, that's him. First of all, you definitely put this on here. I did not. I did no such thing. <laughs> Why is that's it here? Not him. I promise you, that's Jeff Garland. I, I so not him. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, what do you think? Call okay. the call the Tipsy Panel hotline nine one four eight six three sixteen thirteen. Tell me that you saw Jeff Garland at what's the timestamp, guys? It's uh, hold on, it's like forty. <laughs> I just slowed it it's down. Jeff so Garland. Much. It's not Jeff Garland. I don't care what you say. I'm, I'm gonna say it's forty fifty five. Who wrote this? He's a bowling alley man. Jeff Garland's the bowling alley man. <laughs> Why DM Why? Jeff, Garland, Jeff Garland right now? <laughs> Excuse me, Jeff. Oh. Are you bowling alley guy? Thanks. Hey, Jeff. It's uh, it's Nicholas Braun calling. I uh, <laughs> just wanted to remind you what a great time we had shooting the bowling alley scene in Princess Protection Program 2009. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to ask you if, uh, <laughs> if you had as good of a time as I did. I yeah, that's him. I think what would be way more interesting is if that were um, the Tom. Like if, oh, if it were Tom, um, Matthew McFadden, exactly. Yeah, that would be great. If Nicholas Braun is here, then we need we need Matthew. What is it, Matthew McFadden? We need him here as well. Edwin, you will give me those bowling shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a one man show. Okay, now give me your shiv. No, I'm not giving you my shiv. Yeah, no, yeah, it's there. Do a little voice modulation. You you got it, Dad. Mm, 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 mm. I'm I'm impressed. I'm bowing. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, no, it's just uh Yeah, I mean I just I have so many impressions. Yeah. You're nailing it. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm scratching the back of my head. That's what really makes the uh, oh, right. the Roman impression. Sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that that one you you really need to carry it. It's hard to do that classic, you know, Culkin uh candor. Dad. All right. I've messaged Jeff Garland on Instagram. <laughs> okay. And we we're better hear back. This. Okay, we we're better we're hear staying back. recording until he messages back. Yeah. So, do you want to just send him the Zoom link? Yeah. Like we, we, yeah. we need him to join. <laughs> I, oh my God. Can you imagine? Hey, it's me, Jeff Garland. <laughs> He's in the I'm waiting room. I'm on the Disney Channel Tipsy panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Oh my gosh. Oh god. Anyway, that was Jeff Garland, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for coming by. Glad you cleared that up. This oh episode would quick, quickly be three hours if Jeff Garland got on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Um, while, while we're on the IMDb page, I, I looked through the trivia, and there's obviously nothing interesting, but there is one great trivia that somebody put in, which just says, uh, where are we? Demi Lovato and Selena, Selen Gomez <laughs> were real-life best friends, but their friendship is now over. That's a good <laughs> trivia. That's mm-hmm. a great trivia. Yeah. Who would have thought that their friendship is now over? Certainly not me. Thanks, IMDb trivia contributor. A one. Who I bet I bet Demi Lovato wrote that. Like Selen Gomez. Yeah, like after you know, after their fall from grace in that brief period of time, like maybe in between the first or second time they went to rehab. Um <laughs> like right after right before they got on the plane where uh they were ratted out to the Disney record execs and they punched one of their dancers in the jaw on the plane in front of everyone for uh, ratting them out. I will never, I will never go a conversation about Demi Lovato without mentioning that. And I love Demi Lovato, but it's such a great story and it has to be shared. They wait, they punched one of their dancers because they ratted them out for what? Okay. Uh, Demi Lovato was on thin ice uh, with the record company after it was discovered that they were using again. I remember this from the documentary. Yes. It's in the documentary. Um, and uh, Demi didn't care. And they had a big blowout on, while on tour in their hotel room and fucked shit up. Mm. And one of the dancers, who was rightfully concerned, the, the told di- her agents. Mm-hmm. And the agent told the record company, and they were going to cancel the tour, and they were going to cut her out, and they were going to send her to rehab, this, send them to rehab. This uh, performer and Demi were like sober buddies, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the dancer had had like some years without using or something. Right. And, and this dancer was like, what the fuck, dude? And so Demi was pissed off that this dancer was marshing their mallow. And uh, the next morning, when they were all getting on the plane to go to the next stop on the tour, Demi walked right up to this dancer and punched them square in the jaw. Sick. And that was the last thing that happened on this tour. Whoa. Sick. Yeah. Uh, Great story. Uh, Really feel for everybody involved. Um, But I think Demi is doing a lot better now, which is good. Great story. Really feel for everybody involved. (laughs) Love a little bit of violence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just a brush. Somehow more violent than the coup in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Yeah, I feel like we haven't talked about this movie very much. We've been getting sidetracked a lot, which is okay because generally might make I prefer a better episode yeah, than most of the others. I prefer <laughs> that. Um, and and that's to say that there's not really a lot of plot here. Um, I think the stakes are fairly minimal. I mean, aside from the whole coup thing and the. Um, whole mother is imprisoned thing and the whole um, gotta save my country thing and I'm the queen to be thing. Yeah. Um, You know, in Louisiana, there's not a lot of plot. It's like there's a popularity contest. Oh, and and Princess uh, Rosalita gets a job. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, you know, the the I Love Lucy comedy of manufacturing errors scene, Uh, except it's with Froyo. (laughs) Um, However, uh, there's one really great joke that you'll you'll totally miss it if you don't know what's going on. Um, It's like the first day and they're all in French class. And Rose, Rosalinda, who is now secretly Rosie Gonzalez, is um, in the class 
and she speaks French uh, because she is a uh, you know she's a she's royalty. Uh, she is, she speaks six languages. Um, but when the French teacher walks in, uh, Rosie starts te- speaking French to her. Um, and as they're as they're talking, um, you know she she says that you know she knows a lot of different she knows a lot of different languages. I think she says like Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, Japanese. Um, but then she says in in French she says. English is my favorite language because I am American, <laughs> which is a really, really funny thing to say. <laughs> but there's no subtitles for the French, so you know, no, no eight-year-old's gonna catch that, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Because that's maybe the only good joke in this movie. English is my favorite language because because I'm, I'm American. American. What if that was the citizenship test? It was like, what's your favorite language? And you're like, and why? Portuguese. I, I mean, English. And they're like, no. Nope, sorry. I mean, it would be better than what it currently is, which is like, state what the Fourth Amendment is. Yeah, it's true. Which, like, you know, born and bred Americans could not do. Who was the 17th vice president of the United States of America? Oh. And what year were they inaugurated? And what is your favorite language and why? <laughs> My favorite language is English because I am American. <laughs> wow. Very American, Ryan. Has anyone ever said you should like do like the dictionary? My favorite language is English you because be- I am American. You 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 would be like a better like a better GPS, a better Siri, a better <laughs> a better any of those those things. Turn right. Turn right. <laughs> Turn right. <laughs> we do need like a, a reactive GPS. Left. One that's like, left, God left, damn it. Left. Left. Yeah. <laughs> I want a GPS that makes me as tense as my parents did when I was learning to drive. Break. No, no, this right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Turn. Turn. <laughs> Turn left at the McFadden's house. I don't know where that is, Mom. It's that one. You were there for a play date when you were four. Uh. All right. Um, I'm looking at my notes. There's nothing worth saying. Um, I think it's funny that for any time that Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato are with other people, it's the same, like, 15 people from school all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they're all at the bowling alley together. They're all at the frozen yogurt store together. There's there's no like events. It's not school events. They're all just there. Yeah, but Jeff Garland was only in one scene. It's not him. <laughs> there was one scene with a bunch of old ladies. The shopping montage had women like in their seventies. That was Did, like what the that. hell was yeah. that? I don't know. Not a clue. There wasn't enough of it, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. And it was actually pretty long. It's still yeah, not enough. I, yeah, I, I, I looked down at my phone during the montage because I was like, I don't think anything interesting is going to happen yeah. during this montage. And you and, looked up and Jeff Garland was on the screen. Yeah, and Jeff Garland mm-hmm. was on the screen and he was clapping for all of these wonderful outfits. <laughs> also, worth saying that the the wonderful outfits weren't very spectacular at all. No, they were pretty boring. No, they they kind of looked like shitty Sweet 16 dresses that you'd get at like... Uh, at a store on Steinway Street. Yeah. Even yes. the, the, the big dresses, like the ones that Mr. Elegante made, were were not very uh not very good. Yeah, the ones that he makes for the um the princess ball or whatever, 
the homecoming, they, whatever. They were, they were a, a, they were hideous. Yeah, he These could do better. No, this the, was no Phantom Thread. No, clearly <laughs> not. To to reference a movie that came out years ago. Well, Love that movie though. Don't spoil it because I haven't seen it. Well, <laughs> just know it's called the Taylor on the Toilet. Yep, in my uh, book, it stars <laughs> Alana Heim, and uh, she is a dressmaker. And Sheldon Hoffman, the son yeah. of the dead Philip Seymour Hoffman. Exactly. Yep. They uh, and he is um, he's he's a waitress at a restaurant, and then Alana Heim hires him, and they start dating, and then they make dresses, and that's that's it. And Nothing then, bad and then, happens. And then he's on the toilet for like forty five minutes. Yeah. Okay. This you should see it. This good do, movie. this sounds this sounds made up, guys. I it does kind of sound made up. Is Jeff Garland in this movie? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a bowling alley guy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a bowling alley in Phantom Thread. Um There's actually a Jeff Garland in every single frame, but you have to pause here. He's like blend they blended it into the background. <laughs> <laughs> they did like like in the original Exorcist how they like do like you know blink and you'll miss it frames of of ghosts like it's just Jeff yeah, Garland but it's, but it's, it's every Garland. frame or like uh, I'm thinking of ending <laughs> things where there's just like little mm-hmm. flashes of like creepy shit here and there yeah Man, I forgot about that movie that one really just came and went I liked that movie a lot I'm not a movie guy either except for all 75 decoms we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch movies except for DCOMs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, at this point, I can definitely say that this is like my criterion collection. Like I've seen so many of these. Yeah. I, I tell people I'm not a movie guy, but what I mean is I only watch Disney Channel original <laughs> movies. I have a sense of obligation and loyalty to my friends. Uh. Um. We, are we missing anything, Kings and Queens? Um, we're missing the DCOM F-bomb. Should we do the DCOM F-bomb? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Let's do it. This is a PG-13 movie. You get to drop the F-bomb once. Ooh, where would it go? Um, mine is at the end of the movie. Does anybody want to go first for one that's not the end of the movie? No, you want to go first. Okay. All right. So we know the end of this movie. Like, obviously, the you know, the princess's title is restored. And every and somebody that we care about wins prom coming queen or whatever, and everybody's happy. Um, but there is a there is a friend, like a, a former friend of Selena Gomez. It's mentioned in one, like one line that they used to be friends, and now they're not. Um, but when they're going to homecoming, Selena and Demi like get a bunch of not popular people together. They give everyone a makeover. They all show up in like masquerade costumes. It's really cool. And this is kind of a rekindling of the friendship for um, Selena and this girl who wears glasses and is only like once called Muffy, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. She doesn't like the name. But at the very end, this girl in like her third line of the movie comes up to Selena and Demi and says like, that was really nice. I, I, you know, I felt beautiful when you did this. Oh, and thanks for not calling me Muffy, which I guess was the nickname that she didn't like. But what would have been much better is if she walked up to them and said, oh, thank you guys for tonight. I've never felt so beautiful. Oh, and thanks for not calling me fuckwad. (laughs) (laughs) And then she walks away with a smile on her face. And a song in her heart. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my decom F-bomb. It's a pretty good one. Thank you. All right. Well, mine is when girls do this adorable thing 
where they say I hate you when they mean I love you, you're my best friend, which is explained about two thirds of the way into the movie. (laughs) So Selena Gomez says to Demi Lovato, I hate you. And then Demi Lovato in a very straight monotone voice responds, I hate you too. You look so ugly. And then Selena Gomez said, wow, you're really fucking bad at sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Selena Gomez does kind of deserve to drop the F bomb. Like she, she, it would, it would flow so naturally, you know? Yeah. She's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Actually, she's a huge jerk. She's not sensitive to this person who was taken from her country and plopped somewhere else. True. I mean, that's kind of her her shtick, though. Like, Wizards of Waverly Place came out, you know, like maybe a year or two before this. And her character was like the sassiest, the most sarcastic, like even more so than any of like the the Disney leading stars that we've, you know, that we saw in our childhood. Um, And that's just what she was good at. Uh, my decom F-bomb would be in the ice cream parlor scene when they're all leaving and Cousin Greg's back there with his camera and, uh, Demi, you know, more, more power to their character is like, yeah, I'm going to turn the other cheek and, you know, I'll be, I'll be cordial, um, says to, to the nasty mean girl, Chelsea, like, oh, you'll never be a princess. Chelsea, right? Um, uh, um, who? who gives a shit? Oh, you um, mean uh, Mean Girl? And yeah, that, Chelsea. F- and then uh, Selena Gomez's character, Cameron, follows along and smashes an ice cream cone on the boy's head. And she's like, well, I'm not a fucking princess. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good. That was a good scene for it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, ha- like a little more than halfway through the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was a calculated F-bomb. Like that, yes. Her name's Carter, but yes. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Carter, right, like Jimmy Carter. Just like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Just, like... Just like Andrew Carter O'Neill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, Ryan, I picked yeah. that exact scene also for my F-bomb. Oh, wow. But the, the kid who gets the ice cream cone smashed on his head. Because oh, yeah. he runs away like he's being shamed for shitting his pants. Yeah, he does. Gets an ice cream cone on his head, and he all but cries and runs away. So, also, so the the f bomb would just be him going fuck, fuck. I had strawberry soft serve in my fucking hair. Meanwhile, Demi Lovato was literally covered in ice cream, yogurt. Sorry, blue liquid. Also, blue liquid. Yeah, his name is Bull. Oh yeah, Bull. I knew he had a dumb name. Yeah, they call him Bull. Ugh. Which is a very weird choice for a character who's only significant in one scene. He's named after Bull Connor, the former Birmingham Commissioner of Public Safety. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yep. That's that's in. I'm looking at it in the trivia section of IMDb right now. Right next to Jeff Garland was bowling at the right. guy. Right, named after Bull Connor, a white supremacist. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly what the director was going for. Yeah. A first in decom history. And a Disney Channel tipsy panel history where the F-bomb is not only is spoken by one character and then repeated back by the other character. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's important. Making it an R-rated movie. Yeah, because there's two of them. Oh. 
automatic R rating. You know, I swear, and I could be wrong here, but I swear that when I was like 11 or 12 years old and that Doom movie came out with The Rock, uh, I swear it was a PG-13 movie and they said fuck twice. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. It was it was at the 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 now shut down Twin Cinema, Whoa. which is which was converted to a Bonefish Grill, and uh, I, I'm 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 almost positive that it was twice. I don't remember why, but I saw Bruce Almighty at that Bonefish Grill. Mm. I saw Coach Carter at that Bonefish Grill. Oh well, you know what? Um, and the South IMDb is telling me that it's rated R, but uh, <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> Coach seems like fake news. Coach Carter, Selena Gomez's character, Carter, Coach Carter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and how about how about uh, notable character actor Dale Dickey in, yeah. in this movie too? That yeah, was, I know as the bus driver. Yeah, like why does she always have these like bit parts? Because that's her shtick. I guess so. That's, that's what character actors do, and you know what? Character actors deserve so much more credit than they get. Because I mean, I mean, literally they don't because they have hundreds of credits. But I guess what I mean is they deserve more money. Yeah, I think we got to acknowledge. We said before there was no one that looked like they fit in in Louisiana. Dale, Dale Dickey. Dickey, yeah, Dale Dickey, a hundred percent looks like she is yeah. from Louisiana. Apparently, she's from Knoxville, Tennessee. But okay, apparently her occupation is actress. Okay, I haven't even looked at it yet. Uh, what? How many credits do we think Dale Dickey has? I don't know, Ooh. but is she related to R.A. I'm gonna, Dickey? I'm gonna say like 180. Ooh. I'm gonna um, say 92. I'm gonna say 147. Well, you you split the middle, Brennan, and it was to your benefit. She's got 131. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Wow. Yeah. Very good for her. That's a lot, you know? You know, and, and like her first credit is from like 1995. So, you know, that means that she's done like, you know, she's been on like five to six projects a year for, you know, almost 30 years. Wow. Good for her. We're going to get Dale Dickey on the podcast next. Please. Um, great name, he's, by the no, way. Too big. is too busy. Such a great name. Other great name. Uh, I just liked Brian Tester. Like <laughs> sounds like he tests Brian's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like that reminds me of. Uh, I received a package recently that um, had an area that said Bill Sender, but <laughs> like Bill that's Sender. Name. My name Bill Sender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, one more fun game. Uh, Jamie Chung played Chelsea. Guess how old she was when she did this movie. She 26. was tw- 26. Yep, that oh, was my yeah, guess. Yeah, okay, too. yeah, you yeah. guys nailed it. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, okay. she's playing a 16-year-old, and she's 26. What is this, Euphoria? Nah, Euphoria High School. Yo, if I was at the Euphoria High School, I'd be euphoric yeah oh man if i went to the euphoria high school i'd be uh straight zooted in my english class me selena and demi would be a a best of the friends we'd be using drugs in the bathroom because we'd all have substance abuse issues (laughs) zendaya is a disney star zendaya is also it it, is michi yeah exactly (laughs) <laughs> and LeBron James is Gwangi. 
<laughs> is that copywritten? Can we sing that? I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't. I don't think uh, Gabriel Gundacker will mind. I love it. Uh, it'd be fun to get a cease and desist from him anyway. Gina Rodriguez's Dorgo. That's not the line. She's something else, but it's okay. Corka. Yeah, Kolka. Kolka. Thank you. Yeah. Isn't that what a bird shits out of? Zendaya is <laughs> Cloaca. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, um, I we gotta rate this, right? We're, we're we gotta be done. Yeah, yeah. it's you know, I'll, I'll start and I'll explain why after I explain how we rate things here on the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. If you liked a movie that we viewed for the podcast, you give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like a movie that we viewed for the podcast, you give it a thumbs down. It's a very simple rating system here on the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. And as I said, I'll begin, and I will preface this with this factoid. I was considering rating this movie thumbs up. Mm. And I'm, st- I'm still considering rating okay, this movie a thumbs okay. up. But... After discussing it with the three of you, I'm not so sure I'm going to be able to do that. I I decided that this movie had redeeming qualities uh, in that it wasn't trying too hard. Um, there were definitely some life lessons to be learned here. But I did watch this movie on one and a half speed. And it felt really, really long. Like not a lot happened in this movie. And I just don't think there was enough here for me to give it a thumbs up. But, you know, taking a page out of uh, the book of a former guest who must not be named, uh, I think I do have to give this movie a thumbs up. And here's why. Uh, Two great leading actors, uh, relatively speaking, of course. They're relatively great. You, you could call them great. Yeah. Uh, for, for the DCOM universe, yeah, these two are, are royalty. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, yeah, I mean, look, by, by Disney Channel original movie standards, this one is, is amazing, even. Mm. Um, even though, like, by my standards, this movie still sucks ass, and I'd rather watch... Uh, Coach Carter or the South Park movie or Bruce Almighty. Um, Are those examples of good movies or? They're examples of movies we saw at the Bonefish Grill in Rockville Center, New York. I love Bruce Almighty. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Unfortunately, I could give this movie a thumbs up because wow. it, it wasn't like super terrible. Um I don't know. The bar is pretty low, guys. <laughs> I just really wish I'd seen more Cajun flavor in this. Yeah. And the fact that we had cameos from not only Cousin Greg, but also from Jeff Garland, <laughs> I think really sealed the deal for me. So. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Against my better judgment, I'm giving Princess Protection Program a thumbs up. That's incredible. Wow. I love you, Ryan. And I love me too. Oh man! All right, um, I'll go next. Um, in the first ten minutes of this movie, I, I was I was sure of my rating that it was going to be a thumbs up because it's 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 Louisiana, a, a place that we never have gotten in a decom before. 
Um, it in, it involves um, you know international uh, conspiracy and government overthrow and uh, conspiracy. He threw a sword. It's conspiracy to murder uh, a royal me- family member. Um, attempted assassination. Yeah, attempted assassination. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, so, so right from the beginning, I was I was pretty sure of my rating. However, the more the movie went on, the the more disappointed I got. Uh, it really lost steam so fast for me. Um, and by the time we were thirty minutes in. I was concerned it would never end. Um, I agree with a lot of what Ryan said. The, we, the, these are powerhouse leading actresses. Um, but I think so much more could have been done for them to make it interesting um, when they did kind of feel like cookie-cutter characters. Like, these, these two had their own TV shows. We knew their personalities, and we knew how much that they can do. Um. I don't know. It feels like they were underused. And I, I think with such an interesting plot and such great, I mean, oh, a, 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 you know, previously dumb plot. This, this movie has been done. It's basically Spy Kids Crossed with Princess Diaries. Both great movies. Um, but with such uh, an interesting plot and with such great actresses, I, I wanted so much more than what I got. And it is with uh, great... Uh, displeasure that I have to give Princess Protection Program a thumbs down. Um, marking this is like maybe only like the the second or third time that Ryan's <laughs> given a movie a thumbs up and I've given it a thumbs wow. down, which is uh, notable for sure. I feel like in spirit, like we we did what we did for like the same reasons almost. Like yeah. if that makes any sense, yes. like You're, it does. This this movie didn't meet my expectations, but I found it better. And this movie didn't meet my expectations. I mean, your expectations, and you found it worse. Yeah, exactly. Because I I go into these thinking that I can enjoy them, right. and you go into them thinking that you're you're gonna hate them. Right. But you saw Jeff Garland yeah. as bowling yeah. alley guy, and I saw just a lot of uh, missed potential. Um, however, I will say that if you're a Demi Lovato or Selena Gomez fan, yeah, watch this because why wouldn't you? Um, but uh, you you know you won't see them at their at their peaks. And if you're a Jeff Garland fan, you should watch this. Mo- That's my Jeff Garland impression. Ryan, I can I think you're running a fever. You're seeing things that aren't there. You're giving thumbs ups to things that don't deserve them. Uh, yeah, I, I this could be my um cowgirl in the sand moment. I don't know what that means, but I agree with you. I, sh- yeah. Does somebody else want to rate this movie, or do we just want to listen to me rant, rant and rave I, like I'm, I have a fever? I'll, I'll say my piece quickly. C- celebrities do not sway me. I am not persuaded by their symmetrical faces or their <laughs> or their skinny legs or their hair and makeup professionals. I don't care about Selena Gomez or Demi Lovato. I wish them the best in their personal health, but their star power has no persuasion on me. I'm stronger than that. Uh, I say this often, the, the, 
the the disbelief that one has to suspend to even entertain these movies is gets higher every week. But this one is just absolutely bonkers from the mm-hmm. fact that she is royalty and she gets to stay with a government and like not even a government employee, but like an international like uh, power. Uh, I don't know. Agency who. It's like a paramilitary organization. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm losing brain cells. The more I try to think about it <laughs> to, to the ending, which is like the stakes are, you are trying to win the homecoming queen and the, the girl who really wants homecoming queen calls the, like a terrorist over to her high school to capture a princess because she saw her in a magazine in the library and then yeah. and then Selena Gomez like coordinates uh his the terrorist It's a bait like, and switch. Oh my god, I can't even think. It's just because it makes no goddamn sense. I'm my brain's trying to put it together but the puzzle pieces don't fit. So, so what what you're saying is there's terrorism and a paramilitary organization you don't like it for that reason? No, I'm saying it doesn't make any sense that a terrorist would come to a high school <laughs> because there's a dance. And somebody wants to be the queen of the dance. If I were a terrorist and there was a high school dance with a princess, I mm, don't know. My, mm. And also, this girl's dad, he owns a yogurt shop and she's driving a convertible. Oh, yeah, it's he's, a pretty big he's the king of yogurt. He's, he's the yogurt king. Yogurt. king. He's the yogurt all right. king. Yeah. I don't know, Brandon. You're you're giving us all the reasons to say a thumbs up. I might change my I vote. Said, I said I was going to be quick and now I'm just rambling. I'm going to have to go thumbs down. All right. right. (laughs) One more. All right. Um, So I I agree. These stars do nothing for me on their own. But I have to say, their acting is actually a higher quality. Like, you, I think we've said this before. Like, you can see that they are more talented than the people they're acting with. So I at least Mm -hmm. acknowledge that. Like... There's scenes with Selena Gomez that she'll deliver a line that it's it stands out because it's actually really natural. Um, and I, I'm not meaning that sarcastically. Like, I, I think they did. They acted the best that they could, given what is a, a shitty, shitty plot of this movie. Also, those two stars provided what was a pretty good soundtrack. That song at the end, like... It's a yeah. It's yeah. a good. It's a decent decom song. Yeah, it's um, a I forget what it's called. It doesn't oh, matter. Um, bop, bop them bones. Bop them bones. Bop them yeah. bones. Bop them bones. Bop, yeah. Bop. Um. So they provided that. The plot is garbage. The uh, the other actors and their relationships are poo poo from a toilet. Um. <laughs> the it, it, it is not really that interesting however I, I don't know what it is ryan you i had the same exact experience where i was like i don't even know what i'm gonna give this thing when we came in here and then i was leaning more towards thumbs down but having discussed it it, it maybe it's the fact that we wound up talking about so much irrelevant shit during the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. or mm-hmm. during this review uh that I 
have to say, in terms of how it could be and how bad decoms can be and how bad they've been so far of the 70 ish that we've done, mm-hmm. it's better than a bunch, uh, quite a few. Yeah. So, on that grounds, I got to give it a thumbs up. Wow. Okay. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny to hear us all talk about this and summarize it. I feel like I gave this movie a thumbs up for all the reasons that Brandon and Brennan gave it thumbs downs. Like, yeah. Because it's because it's not believable, but it's kind of yeah. fun. Like, it's kind of you fun. know, there there's a paramilitary organization. There's terrorists. There's a coup that is a bloodless coup, and you know, it's just weird. But it's also fun. It's not terrible. It's not poorly written. I mean, even though it kind of is, and it's... Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I give this episode a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Same yeah. here. Same. Um, if anyone is curious, I'm looking through our data, um, and if, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is only the third time in this podcast history that we have had this breakdown of Brennan and I on thumbs down and Ryan and James on thumbs up. Wow. That might make this the one of the rarest vote distributions that we've had. Wow. Uh, from what I see here, um, the last time this happened was for High School Musical. Oh, my God. Wow. And the last time it happened before that was Xenon, Girl of the 21st. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Xenon was backwards. Xenon was, we gave it two up. Brendan and I both gave it up, and you both gave it a down. Um, and was it the same for High School Musical? Yeah, it was the same for High School Musical. You know what? I think this is the first time ever that wow. Brendan and I have given a movie thumbs down, and you two have given a movie wow. thumbs up. James, I think we just pitched an immaculate inning. We did. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, pretty cool. I, I kind of like that. Uh, it's it, you know I'm all about stats, uh, but I'm not about baseball. Which I'm is, all about <laughs> stats. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but that's pretty fun. Um, always cool to see new things happening. Um, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I lied. It Ugh. did happen once before. Liar. It was lots of luck. What was that movie? About? Yeah, what? I, 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 lots I, I, of luck. Lots of luck was the lottery movie. That was the movie with Martin Mull and, oh. um, what's her name? Um, that other famous actress, um, about how they win the oh. lottery and then like their life kind of changes. It's and Annette Funicello. What what episode and Fred Willard. was that? Like and Fred Willard, right? Exactly. It was like fifty five. Luck. Was I still My drinking God. at the time? Because like I don't no, remember. This. No, definitely not. Lots of um, luck. lots of luck. Um, they oh they run like the, they run like the car garage. Lots of That's, luck. Yeah, that Holy one was shit. great. That yeah, one was great. One. Yeah, I said we we said down. Yeah, Brennan, you and I gave I, it a thumbs down. Oh, I have such fond memories of lots. I of know luck. it's 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 so weird doing these in the moment and then like a week later changing our minds. Um, lots it's of it's luck. odd. Um, yeah, <laughs> and also not uh, I think that's just a, shit. <laughs> I think that's just a testament of the podcast that we could hate a movie while watching it, but then look back on it fondly because we have these fun memories. Uh, enough. okay i guess that is enough i'm getting emotional all right uh thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate it if you made it all the way to here past the stats um you're you're a real one dear god i can't believe you made it 70 plus minutes into this episode i mean who are we kidding like is anybody listening this far absolutely i think it's time for me to confess some things Mm. 
Yes. So uh, <laughs> Ryan is bowling alley guy. Here's a couple of crimes I've done. You nice. can find us on Instagram at the Disney Channel Tips. Sorry, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. There's no the. Uh, find us on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Email us Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Uh, call the Tipsy Panel hotline, 914-863-1613. That's your own personal confession booth, too. Like, Absolutely. I'm as good as a priest, if not better, in that I'm not a pedophile. And <laughs> you have a safe space there, my child. If you need to confess to something, I, I will lend you my ear. Let her rip. That's true. Yeah. But if you're just listening, we're also happy with that, too. So let, thanks, everybody. Let those pedos rip. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. You really are king of the pedos. Say hey, James, did Jeff Garland get back to you yet? No, he didn't. Well, I guess we're staying on the Zoom until he does. All right. Hell yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, anything fun? Uh, <laughs> I can't even say. <laughs>